Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today we get to speak with Jeannie Stith. She is the founder and CEO of Color Guru, where she matches people to their ideal color palette for clothing so that they can look better, simplify their clothes shopping, and also create a coordinated wardrobe. Welcome to the show, Jeannie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So Jeannie, your description of what you do is very unique. I have to admit, I mean, we have a lot of people on this show that are in fields that are just kind of known factors like, oh, I do real estate investing or, oh, I, I'm a graphic artist or I'm a life coach, you know, things that you kind of already know, maybe someone else who has that same job. But I have to admit, I think you are the first color guru that I've had on the show. <laughs> maybe the first that I've met, if I think back through everyone I've met, even at networking events. So tell us a little bit about what a color guru does and is and how you arrived here. Well, yes, I believe I'm the only one. <laughs> and what we do at Color Guru is we analyze people's hair, skin, and eye color to match them with their ideal color palette for clothing. And I ended up here, I started the business about six years ago after having seasonal color analysis, which is what we do. After having that change my life in terms of how happy I was with my closet. So I used to have a closet that was just stuffed with clothes, but I really didn't like many of them. I was wearing like maybe 15 to 20% of my clothes. I was grabbing the same things over and over again. And I would dread laundry days because I was like, I don't have places to put all these clothes. And yet when it would come to getting dressed, I wasn't very happy with my clothes. I didn't feel like I was putting together outfits I was very happy with. And I was like, there's got to be a way to sort of master this, my closet situation. And that's how I discovered Color Guru. I mean, basically the idea was, well, I kind of got clued into the idea that there were col certain colors that looked great on me and certain colors that didn't really look great on me. And I was like, well, if I could just wear the colors that look great on me all the time, that would be kind of a no-brainer in terms of looking better in my clothes, but also being able to shop more easily, like to buy things that felt right for me. So I sort of tested it out and it worked really well. And then the bonus that I realized was I had kind of created my own color palette after doing some research about, you know, sort of what would look best on me. And then all my clothes started to coordinate together in my closet as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like magic. It's sort of solving my closet issue by just creating some intentional boundaries about what I'm going to buy and what I'm not going to buy. And so I kind of got after off that hamster wheel of buying, 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 and then decluttering my closet, buying, 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 and then decluttering my closet, which was my habit before this. And so I just genuinely found it super helpful. Then I started helping friends and then their friends started wanting it. And I put up a one-page website and that's how Color Guru started. So fun. So tell us some of your personal do's and don'ts with colors that work for you or don't work for you. 
Yeah. So black actually does not look good on me and it drains all the color from my face. And this is one of the things I see as a constant, we're sort of sold this idea that black is a universal color that looks good on everyone, but it's not true. (laughs) Especially for people with warm undertones, black can really wash them out and kind of drain the color from their face. And of course, black looks great on some people, but not on everybody. And so for me, like black and gray are two colors that really don't do me any favors. What does look great on me is like teal, like a really nice warm peach color looks really nice on me, cream. So those are some of the favorites in my closet right now. So this is maybe relating a little bit to what I'm doing. For one of my businesses, we have a marketing team that's actually redesigning our logo from scratch. And so one of the crossroads we are coming to very soon is deciding on our brand colors. And so it's not just people who have colors, but companies and you know brands actually have their colors too. And so I think the idea of color and what story it plays and also how well a color complements, whether it's a person or a company. I love that. I absolutely love it. So I'm. what do you think about that? The idea that color defines not just our clothing, but also companies or choosing the color to paint your house, uh, picking out a color car. I mean, does that affect our mood or is it all about just looking the right way and looking um, in a way that complements you? Oh, it definitely affects our mood. And there's been so much research done on this actually about colors affecting our moods. And what's amazing is the research has been across different cultures and it's the same. So like yellow generally makes people feel happy, energized, kind of uplifted. And that is sort of no matter where you grew up, which I find really amazing because there are so many things that are like from culture to culture, like different associations with certain things. But with color, it seems to be fairly universal, almost like we're born with it. Now, of course, like some people have certain color preferences and other people have others, but in terms of how it affects our mood, it's really quite consistent, more consistent than you would think. So brands have used that not only with logos and things like that, but I'm in my mid forties. And I remember when I was a kid, like all the fast food places like McDonald's, Burger King, if you can close your eyes and like picture what they looked like inside, they were painted reds and oranges and yellows inside. And there was a reason for that. The reason was that they wanted people to come in and feel like they wanted to get out quickly and reds and oranges and yellows are the colors that make us feel kind of more anxious. Um, They're hard to relax around, right? So you probably don't know very many people with a living room painted red, right? Orange or yellow. I mean, it's out there, but it's not one of the more common colors for like a relaxing room in your house. And there's a reason for it. It's just because it doesn't bring a sense of calm. And like the cooler colors tend to bring that sense of calm, like more the blues and the greens and muted shades tend to be more calming. But I just think it's so interesting how they used it in like a psychological way to kind of get people in and get them out, you know, so they could sort of move the traffic through the restaurant. And uh, the tactics have changed a little bit because they kind of want people to sit and relax a little more now, but very interesting. And hospital rooms, I guess, are like a soft green traditionally because mm-hmm. that was found to be very soothing and healing and relaxing color. What's interesting too is that colors go through a little bit of a cycle of popularity because I work in real estate. I do a lot of real estate tours of new homes. And so I kind of 
I see all of the, and the flipped homes, especially, you can see what is like the now palette. Okay. And the now palette right now for homes, which is actually starting to fade a little bit. I think we're transitioning to new colors, but for the last couple of years has been a grays, soft yes. grays, you know, kind of an ashy wood look floor with like the light, light oyster gray walls, white trim. And so we've had a very cool palette for homes. And I'm curious for someone in your field, how you sort of look at these trends and maybe what they even do to people and how they feel in their own home. Yeah. I think the trends in homes are so interesting because my side passion is interior design. And I think what I see coming, what's happening now is it's a warmer palette taking over. Cause I agree. Like we were seeing so much gray and now I feel like we're seeing like the warmer wood floors and creams and ivories and sort of like natural, more natural, like warm woods through like throughout the house, warm colored wood, clean, like whites. So, but it, so it's like still a neutral palette but it's warmer. And I just think it's so interesting. And, and, you know, we're also starting to see more like the brass fixtures instead of the everybody, you know, a 10, five, 10 years ago was doing sort of the brushed nickel or things like that. And now it's moving to the warm. And so I just think it's interesting how we feel in different spaces. I will say like my last house had a lot of grays and that's not my color palette. I don't look good in grays. And I found it, it felt cold to me, but what's so interesting is my husband uh, looks really good in grays and blues. That's his color palette. And he loved it. He loved the feel of that house. And now it's like warmer. We have a lot of golds and beiges, warm creams and things like that. And I like it way better. So it's interesting. People do tend to sort of have a preference for the colors that look good on them personally in their living spaces, even if they don't know those color, what those colors are. We're all unique, right? I mean, that kind yeah. of underscores the fact that we're all individuals. A good friend of mine, she is painting her daughter's room. Her daughters share a room and she actually, you know, they're getting a little bit older into the tween years. So she said, you can choose your wall color. And they went to an Ikea showroom because in Ikea, you have all kinds of little spaces that are all built out and painted and unique. And they walked around to get ideas. And then both daughters, luckily both of them agreed because being the mediator between them would be tough, but both daughters said, this is the one. And it's kind of like a dark, navy sort of blue. And my friend kind of gave a little bit of raised eyebrow and was like, well, that's going to make the room seem really small because it's really dark. Mm -hmm. But the the girls just had heart eyes and they were like, this is it. This is exactly what we want. We even want this furniture. (laughs) Wow. Um, But everyone is very unique. It's really true. We have our, we have our preferences and yeah, it's just so interesting to me what we want to surround ourselves with color wise. Yeah. So how is it being a consultant? Because your job is, I'm imagining very one-on-one unless you maybe also teach group classes. I'm not really you know, sure. Tell us a little bit about how you do your own business and deliver these services. And also just you know, let people know what is it like to be a consultant of this level? Uh, you know, Somebody who has expertise and can help others with 
a problem in their lives or to better their lives in some way. I mean, there's people that are life coaches and all kinds of different consultants. You do something very niche, very specific. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So yeah, my my big concern when I started the business was how is this going to be scalable because it is such a custom thing. I mean, everybody who comes to us for a color consultation, they fill out a questionnaire, they submit multiple photos of themselves. And we obviously want to spend a good amount of time looking at looking through through what they've submitted to make sure we match them with the perfect color palette for them. And so what we had to focus on from the business perspective was creating a really efficient system and workflow for receiving the order. And we also have a three-day turnaround. So for these orders, so, you know, I wanted to get people their colors quickly. And so we have a workflow where we receive the order, you know, the order is sort of processed by our consultation manager, and then it's assigned to myself or somebody on the consultation team. Um, We've got a consultation team now that is doing some of the analysis. And then we create the package, the results are sent, and it is like clockwork. And I kind of knew it would have to be that way um, in order for the business to be able to grow. So a lot of last year, and when I say last year, I mean 2019, was really figuring out how to improve our system. And that for me was really fun because I really like efficient, clean systems like that. In fact, it's one of the reasons I love using the color the colors myself in the way I do in my closet is it's a really efficient system for your closet. And people are like, oh, you must be so into clothes. And I'm like, no, I'm not that into clothes. I'm actually, I'm into color and I'm into a system for my clothes that works (laughs) and makes my life easier. I'm not somebody who's browsing fashion magazines. I don't care what's on the runways. I just want to look good and have it be easy (laughs) is basically where I'm coming from. And so that was a really interesting part of the business. So yeah, we've just created a really solid system for delivering really accurate results in a way that feels like it's giving our customer the biggest bang possible for their buck. And so it sounds like you don't meet a lot of the customers face-to-face. You're working off of photos. Do you ever find that it's tricky with photos? Because I've seen in a lot of pictures, the color balance is off. So someone's Mm -hmm. skin tone won't be their actual skin tone or their hair might look kind of ashy in one photo, but then like different sort of tone in another photo. How do you account for those kinds of photographic or just kind of graphic arts photo processing type issues? Yeah, that's a great question. And when we first started, we discovered really quickly, oh, you cannot look at just two or three photos of somebody. So we have a minimum of five photos. Most people submit seven, but five is the absolute minimum. And if we can't see what we need to see in those five photos, we will bug you and email you for more. <laughs> Just a heads up. But basically, yes, you can. You, everybody's had the experience of taking a picture outside in the sunlight and then taking a picture inside and they look really different coloring wise. And so what we're doing is we're looking for consistency throughout the photos. It's actually helpful for us to have photos with different lighting situations so that we can see what's consistent. And we also take into account what people tell us in their questionnaire. So we have them self-describe, like we have them describe their eye color, and then we make sure that what they've described is consistent with what we're seeing in at least several of the photos. We have people tell us, 
you know, what happens to your skin in the sun? Some people have no change to their skin in the sun. Some people burn, some people tan, some people burn, and then it turns into a tan. All these things are clues to solidify what we're seeing in the photos in terms of the undertones of your skin. We ask about your hair color as a child. It's not a super lengthy questionnaire. It takes about 10 minutes to fill out, but it's really important information for us to have so that we can be sure we're delivering accurate results. And do some people use your services not just to decide, you know, what are what's the palette for the clothes that I wear, but do they ever use your advice to even decide how to color their hair or um, for what color car should I pick? All, all these other sort of ancillary decisions that we make about color every day. Yeah, we actually got a lot of requests for hair color help. And so just in the last six months, we've actually hired a master colorist who you can meet with in one of our packages. She does a Zoom meeting with people in person and goes over an ideal hair color for them. She gives some product recommendations for their hair type. And we've had really great feedback from that. And then the other thing we've seen a lot of is online entrepreneurs. We've had a lot of people come to us and sort of do their branding from their colors because especially for online entrepreneurs, these are people who they're gonna be putting colors around their faces in a digital way for a long time to come in terms of graphics and you know your your sort of logo colors and brand colors are going to be around you if you're showing up online and so why not have those be colors that reflect really well and work really well with your your hair skin and eye color so we've had quite a few entrepreneurs come to us to just kind of if they're redoing their branding or just starting out it's a great time to get a color analysis and just make sure you're making some choices that are going to stand the test of time really well. Such good advice. So for on the business side, let's talk about how you manage to balance everything that you do with your business uh, with your personal life. Because here on the podcast, we really like to talk about work-life balance and just keeping sane in an insane world, especially where entrepreneurship seems to be all about the hustle and all about maximizing your time, building your business. How do you stay balanced? In the beginning, I didn't. When I was first starting out, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs can I relate to this because I was doing it all myself. I was starting up and I was doing it all myself. I had a six month old at the time. I don't quite know what I was thinking, but I had a six month old baby, but the time just struck. And I was like, I want to start this business. I'd been thinking about this business for years and, and it felt like the right time. So I started really slowly and really small, obviously. And then as it sort of started to pick up, I realized that my priority had to be my lifestyle, not the business the growth of the business because I found myself working really long hours and then going like, well, I started this business to have more freedom and I'm finding I have less freedom. So I either have to find, I either need to stop this business or I need to find a way to have more freedom and still have the business. And for me, that came in a couple of answers. One of them was just hiring before I was ready. And what I mean before I was ready was I didn't feel like I could afford it at the time, but I did hire a virtual assistant and just kind of decided to like, I was basically paying her before I was even taking a salary. But I thought I have to, you kind of have to act like you want to be a year from now. I was like, if a year from now I could see myself like, hiring somebody and like being able to afford it, I need to kind of step into that before I'm ready. So I was paying her and I wasn't paying myself, but I was like, I believe in this service. I think it's, it has the potential to grow and be really successful. 
So this is just what I need to do right now. And that was a really good decision looking back was just, she did five hours for me at the beginning, five hours a week. And I couldn't believe the stress that it took off my plate to just have her doing five hours of like the sort of repeatable tasks. And so I think delegating is like a huge part of that. And then also really prioritizing your lifestyle over the growth of your business. So prioritizing like, okay, like I'm going to work 20 hours a week. And so the good thing about that is it makes you really get the important stuff done. Cause I feel like what I was doing in the beginning was working like 50 hours a week, but like 20 of those hours were like things I didn't need to be doing, you know, changing the fonts on my website or like picking a prettier picture for one of the things on my website, like things that I look now. And I'm like, that didn't matter. I was writing blog posts. Nobody was reading. And then one day I was like, why am I writing blog posts? nobody's looking at my blog, (laughs) you know? So it kind of forces you to do what's working and what's important. So there was a day where I looked at my business and I was like, what's working? Instagram is working. Influencer marketing is working and offering the color consultations. And then I have a course as well, like a style course that I offer after the color consultation. Those four things are working. And I was like, what if I literally just focused on those. And that is when the business really started to take off. And that's when I got my time back and really started to work much shorter hours. I felt like I had some balance at that point, Um, but I just had to get things off my plate. Like I think as an entrepreneur, what I've learned is most of our job is actually handing things off, like letting go of control, handing things off because otherwise you just become the bottleneck to your business. Amazing advice. And I love that when you said, wait, let's experiment here. What would happen if I just do the things that work and I stop doing the things that don't really have results associated with them? Because I think it sounds obvious to say that, but it it is not an obvious choice. I mean, people, everyday entrepreneurs are sort of on the treadmill and, you know, the hamster wheel just keeps going round and round and round. And they are working really, really hard, but not necessarily on the tasks that will bring them the most success in return. So I love that you decided like, let's just cut everything that's not really working and just do the things that are working. And then the business took off. I mean, I think that's an amazing story. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I mean, it's scary. It's, there've been so many things that have been scary and that's been one of the scary things because you know, sure. Like some of the other things I was doing were producing a little bit result. And in the beginning, you never want to give away any result. But I just remember thinking forward and thinking, I think you always have to look at where you're going. And I, for me, it was like, okay, yeah. When talking about systems, like, okay, this, this system we're using now for the workflow of the consultations, it works if we're doing, you know, 10 consultations a day, but what's going to happen when we have 200 consultations a day, right? Is this system still going to work? And so I constantly had to like reevaluate that stuff and create systems that would work even if we grew, like if we had a massive, you know, period of growth, which we did in 2020, you know, we had a massive period of growth where suddenly we were doing way more than we'd ever done before, but we had kind of set up the system in advance for more than we needed at the time. And I'm grateful for that because you really do have to always be looking ahead. And I think it's one of people who are entrepreneurs are generally pretty good at that. Like we're not always good at the detail stuff, but we're good at looking ahead and kind of imagining what this could be and how 
the system will work if, when it sort of takes off. And yeah. And so I think that's another way to kind of keep things balanced is to create really good systems from more like earlier in the business rather than when you need them, then you're scrambling and that's really stressful. Yeah. Steering towards scalability. That is really smart advice. And I hope uh, for everyone listening, just ask yourself, what can I do to optimize my business to scale better and easier now and in the future? So I thank you for that tip. I think it's very useful and it's a great reminder. So what are some of the software, uh, either hacks or apps or things that I know you mentioned having help and a team and delegating and that's critical, but there's so much great technology out there right now. Do you have any favorites that you want to share? Yes, I have a couple of favorites. The first one that pops to mind is Text Expander. I love Text Expander. So it's basically like a software that allows you to create shortcuts. And so basically, if there's like a, a body of text that you send over and over again, or a link even that you send over and over again, you can basically create a shortcut so that you can type in the shortcut and it pops up. that whole bit of text. And it is so, it's such a time saver because I found myself when I used to email clients, I would email the same things over and over. They would have the same questions. You know, I would answer questions and things like that. And now, you know, my team is using it on the chat. We have a live chat, but you can just, or like if it's a link that you have to send here and there, instead of like finding that link and copying, pasting it, you just type in the shortcut. So I absolutely love Text Expander and everybody I've turned it on to like tells me they love it. We also use HubSpot for like our, our sort of our workflow and our customer management. And what else do we, we use Slack a lot to kind of communicate with the team. Slack has been really helpful. Those are, those are kind of the three things that first pop to mind when you ask about softwares. Those are perfect. I mean, that's, I'm familiar with, with all of those. And I think you're right. I mean, it just, those tools make it so much easier to do business in an organized way. And, um, and also text expander, you know, for anyone that doesn't have that software, there's another option. You can set up keyboard shortcuts, even I know on all of your Apple products. So if you use an iPhone, you can just go into settings and preferences under keyboard and set up some replacement text. So for Ooh, example, I love me, that. if I just type in the first four letters of my first name, I get three different auto sort of signature blocks. So I can pick the one that is appropriate for whatever I'm sending as a message or a te- even in a text message, I can add a signature block just by typing in FLAV, <laughs> F-L-A-V, and I can have three different signature blocks ready to tap and go. So I love using that version of a similar function to Text Expander. And it's just built into everybody's iPhone if you have one. I also, nobody should be typing out their mailing address. Everyone should have a shortcut for their mailing address. If your mailing address is 123 Main Street, New York, whatever it is, just type a replacement and the replacement trigger is just 123. So now you can just put in the first three letters of your address, click go and have your address populated. All those little things that you're constantly typing and it's the same thing over and over again fantastic way to save your thumbs and speed up and um, not be repeating yourself as much. Yeah, I love that. So it's been such a pleasure having you on the show because I'm already a fan of the idea of color, using color strategically, whether it's branding, what you wear, how you decorate your house. It's psychological. I mean, color, it affects us. I mean, people even... um, 
you know, what's your opinion about color therapy? Oh my gosh. I love the idea of color therapy. And, you know, it's such a simple concept when you think about the fact that we've all had color therapy in one way or another, right? Like you walk it, sometimes you walk into a room and it's just painted a color that just soothes you, or you've seen a flower that is just like a bright pink or like a bright yellow. And it just makes you feel happy. And I just love it. Like, I love that we can use these tools to not only sort of change the way we look, but change the way we feel. That to me, like I have certain go-to colors that when I want to feel a certain way I put on. And in fact, we we incorporated that into the color consultations. We have five mood colors that we give people. So if you want to feel powerful, um, we have a color identified that, you know, your specific type will kind of show up in really well and also feel powerful in. And so we've got several mood colors and that's been a really fun part of the business and people just really enjoy those. Well, it sounds fantastic. I think it also would make a great gift to gift to somebody close to you would be a fun consultation with your group. I think I'm sure you get a lot of that request as well. So for anybody who's looking for that perfect gift for the person who already has it all, consider this, consider the color guru, consider Jeannie, because I think that's a fantastic way to give a gift that's very unique. Jeannie, how do people get in touch with you to learn more and to connect? So I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm at yourcolorguru. And then my website is yourcolorguru.com. And you can see all of our uh, services that we offer there. You can also see before and afters of people in color, you know, colors that they were wearing before and then the afters of colors they're wearing now. So that's always kind of fun. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us a little bit about what you do and how you do it. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.